Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Richard Kaplan was the original associate producer of the of this film, uh, King, a filmed record, Montgomery to Memphis. Uh, it documents the life of Martin Luther King and his nonviolent campaign for racial equality and social justice. It uses on, only original newsreel and genuine footage from the time of the Montgomery bus boycott in 1955 until Dr. King's assassination in 1968. There are a number of well-known actors involved in this uh, film as well, including Harry Belafonte, Ruby Dee, Ben Gazzara, Charlton Heston, James Earl Jones, Paul Newman, and Joanne Woodward, among others. This is a wonderful documentary, and um, Richard uh, Kaplan is the associate director, or producer, pardon me, and tell me a little bit about your involvement uh, in this film, um, this was originally broadcast or uh, screened in 1970. Tell me a little bit about the history of this film. Well, as you say, it was screened one time, mm -hmm. uh, one evening, uh, I should say, in 1970, in some 650 theaters all throughout the country as a one-time event. Mm -hmm. All the theaters were donated for that one night. It was unheard of to have something on this magnitude. It was the first time ever. Mm -hmm. And uh, Eli Landau, who had conceived and was the producer of the film, uh, had set this up, and we had this rather incredible uh, evening throughout the country. Uh, and the film became, we had not known it at the time, because it was all done uh, and pre-sold, uh, no one had seen it, and uh, mm -hmm. it was a great success, both critically, aesthetically, artistically, and financially. Mm -hmm. Raised almost $3 million for the Martin Luther King Special Fund. In a, in a one night I got only. involved. Yeah. Uh, when Eli called me, uh, I he knew me because he was the distributor mm -hmm. of a film that I had directed some years earlier called The Eleanor Roosevelt Story. Mm-hmm film that won the Academy Award uh, as a feature documentary, and asked me would I be interested in uh, helping me, helping him, <coughs> excuse me, helping him put together a very short 10-minute tribute to King. This was a few days after the assassination. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I would be interested. I can't do it immediately. I'm just about to go out of town for a long, delayed vacation, but... Yes, the whole civil rights movement interested me very much. I'd been involved with it. I had actually been in college with Coretta King. Mm. And, uh, sure. Anyway, uh, to make a long story short, we started off when I came back with this little 10-minute film, and it became very obvious very shortly. There was just too much there for a 10-minute tribute. And what started off as this little 10-minute tribute evolved into a three-hour epic, if I can yeah. use that term. Yeah. And uh, it just grew like Topsy. And, uh, and we had ended up, I had a staff. Of, uh, my role was associate producer in charge of production. Okay. And I had a staff of some 40 people, many of whom were contributing their talents and their uh, facilities uh, much of what was done at that time was done as a labor of love. We didn't really have a, a 
you know, a, a commercial type budget for this project. If we had, it would have been several million dollars in 1970 dollars. Mm-hmm. But as I say, many people contributed their talents and their facilities, and many people worked far below their normal uh, compensation, normal rate. It, it, what so in the in putting this film together, uh, what makes this such a for a lot of reasons, not only just the subject matter, but in the execution of this film, what it makes it such a compelling document is that so much of the film is, um, we're, as a viewer, we're allowed to watch extended um, newsreel footage of Dr. King and his activities back going back to Montgomery uh, and then moving forward to Memphis. It it it's, it allows you, as a viewer, to under... to to great more greatly appreciate to the depth and the breadth of the uh, enterprise of trying to achieve equal rights for African Americans in this country by virtue of all of the things that you're seeing and not all of this film is Dr. King there are there are clips uh, extended clips of other activities that were going on and as a result you get this very whole view of the uh, broad view of the civil rights movement. At what point did you decide in the making of this film that this is going to be the technique that you were going to you were going to allow this extended footage to be okay. be the film? Mm-hmm. Well, very early on, when we decided to go ahead with the project, and <clears throat> it became apparent that it was going to be much more than a ten minute tribute, mm-hmm. I put together a memo uh, giving my thoughts as to what form this project should take, what form the film should take. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of the things that I had said, as I remember in that memo, was we should do a film without any narration. The visual material must tell its own story. Mm-hmm. The visual material would be all authentic material from the period, from the time, newsreels and other material of that sort. Mm-hmm and that the soundtrack would be comprised of, of music of the period, music of the, of the civil rights movement, and the speeches of Dr. King. Mm-hmm. He, in effect, would be this, the protagonist, the, the narrator, if you will. And that is the model we did follow. And so it became, in the first instance, a very uh, extensive, extensive uh, I should say, research task to find the visual material. You know, there's an awful lot of print material, radio, mm-hmm. news, etc. But to get visual material that would document the period was a much more difficult task, because if you think back to 19... Uh, mid-50s, late-50s, when King first came on the national scene with the Montgomery bus boycott, television was almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very little film, except for the mass 35-millimeter newsreel-type thing, was around. So there was really very little material Mm -hmm. for that very early period. It was as... Television became more and more prominent in American life and culture. A lot more material was available. But in the beginning, it was very difficult. So what I decided to do, we made a very comprehensive and accurate, I think, uh, sort of timeline of the activities 
of Dr. King mm -hmm. and of his movement, mm -hmm. and we documented news stories day by day or item by item, yeah. episode by episode, whatever you want to term it, uh, and then we tried to correlate that with news television uh, archival material, mm -hmm. uh, film archival material. And uh, to the extent that we're able to find the material, it worked out very well. But it was that was the the, the model we used, and and it uh, it was it seemed to work quite well. It does work quite well. Uh, we're, by the way, we're speaking with Richard Kaplan, the associate direct producer, pardon me, I keep doing that, associate producer of the film King, a filmed record, Montgomery to Memphis. It's a documentary that was released in 1970 and is now available um, for. Uh, at uh, the film distributor website called Kino Lorber, and that's K-I-N-O-L-O-R-B-E-R.com. If you go there, you will be able to um, buy this film, which I strongly suggest you consider since it is... Uh, it's just, a, again, going back to what I was talking about just a minute ago, to allow the, the viewer to really immerse themselves in this footage that you found, what remarkable footage that you found, uh, of not just Dr. King, but also other activities that were taking place in terms of uh, the bus strike and voting rights and housing rights and all the rest of it without him in it, but it, it gives context to, to his remarks, uh, is, is a wonderful uh, comment on the part of you as a filmmaker to, to allow me as a viewer to see this, all of this information, and it Again, it gives this wonderful historic context to what was going on during that period of time. One of the things that is so striking about Dr. King is his ability, his not his oratory, not only just what he says, but how he says it, in involving the the listener uh, in in a very emotional as well as intellectual way. Remarkable um, uh, orator. Did you ever meet Dr. King? No, as a matter of fact, I did not. I said I knew Dr. King's wife, Coretta, yeah. somewhat, yeah. fairly quite well. Uh, we were, she was at college with me at the same time, although a little uh, behind me. But we did overlap, and we had some good friends in common. So I, but but actually, I had never met Dr. King himself. I followed his career. Yeah. I'd seen him obviously. Uh, in action, so to speak, but I've never personally met him. Well, the reason I was asking is just my and I. I mean, having seen all of this footage in the from from the film, I just wondered if if he uh, he came across that way in person. And I mean, obviously he must have. He it's just one of the great one of the great Americans, but one of the great orators uh, that I've ever heard in my life. And uh, this this film is just uh, so. Such I feel like I I know him so much better, and I, maybe that's a little uh, a little bit of hyperbole, but I do I feel like I know him better. Watch having after having watched this film, it's very intimate. It's a very intimate. No, he's an amazing artist. I mean, I've obviously heard and seen this film many many times, yeah. but I never failed to be mesmerized by yeah. his ability as an orator, as a speaker. It's overwhelming. Yeah, and yes, and it's there all the time. Yeah, it is. And and you know, putting aside the speeches that I have, a dream speech, and obviously the last speech he gave uh, at the uh, um, uh, 
trash strike. What am I trying to say? Not trash strike. The, uh, in Memphis, the, um, the gob- yeah, garbage, Memphis, the garbage yeah, workers. Garbage yeah. workers. Right? All of those are great speeches. So many in this film. But it's the moment, uh, aside from those speak those uh, speeches, where you see him in the march at Selma. You know, as they approached the bridge and 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 the the havoc that was going on in Chicago when they were marching through the, the those neighborhoods, and you you see him interacting and you see the, you know his concerns and all the things that he was faced with on a daily basis. His bomb, his house was firebombed. Uh, the 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 daily, I'm sure, daily death threats that he went through, and to see his ability to be able to withstand that kind of enormous pressure, it just it, it, in this film, you really have a sense of him. Uh, and, and from that, and I, my eternal gratitude to you as a filmmaker, and to also Eli Landau and uh, and who all the people involved in this in this project uh, to be able to convey that in such a wonderful way, really remarkable. Um, I don't really have a question. I just wanted to just wanted to say that. Tell me a little bit about uh, the 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 current version of of this film, King, a filmed yeah, record. Okay. As, I, as you mentioned, we said earlier, the film was shown that one night in 1970. It was publicized as a one-time event. It was an amazing event, and, and this was conceived by actually Eli, who did the marketing of it and got the theaters to contribute mm-hmm. for that night. Mm-hmm. And we had to make up 600, and, and for people who know anything about film, 650 35-millimeter Prints of a three-hour film. Wow, that's an amazing amount of raw stock. Yes, and we ended up locking in this three-hour film only several weeks before that show date. We ended up having two two uh, laboratories in the East Coast and two in the West Coast, and there was no such thing as FedEx in those days. And to get these prints to these six hundred theaters. All of the country was a logistic nightmare. I bet. <laughs> we were very fortunate. We had one screw-up only, and that was in Cleveland, Ohio. We were missing a real two, mm. as I remember it. <laughs> but we were able to catch it in time, and we got a replacement out there. Anyway, the film was made, yeah. and my, my own personal involvement was only with the actual production of the film. Okay. When it was finished, I really was no longer involved for some time with the project, but then I got back in it again when there was some sort of trying to get some educational distribution of it. Mm -hmm. But for many years, the film was dormant. It was never out on the market. It was never available to be seen. Partly there was some confusion as to the copyright uh, and so on and so forth. So that's a long story and a complicated one, Mm -hmm. but I has always been, as some others too, very unhappy about the fact that the film was never being shown, never being seen, because it had been such a tremendous success. Uh, the press of that one night was overwhelming. Yes. And a couple of years ago, I took it upon myself to, I said, bite the bullet, and made a DVD version. I had been fortunate enough and pressing enough, I guess, to have saved some master material mm-hmm. of the original film, mm-hmm. 35 millimeter material, and from that we made a DVD release, and I said, well, if there's someone else feels they have the copyright, we'll hear about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put the film out on a very low-key basis. 
as a DVD for a year or two, and we had no no nobody raised any objection to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was shown. I mean, distributed by my guy. Set up a nonprofit company called a filmed record. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it was a very low key operation. But we it was out there. And then about uh, I don't know, a year ago, half a year ago, Kino Lovo, which is a distributor of quality, mm-hmm. as you probably know, film of uh, very distinguished uh, mm-hmm. distributor, but uh, small, but but very with a, with a record of excellent uh, films, and they took on the film uh, mm-hmm. for distribution, and that's what's happening now. Excellent. And now it is going into wide nationwide distribution and is available as you rightly said from Kino Lava. Yeah. And, and both uh, in an educational release and a home video release as well as theatrical release. Excellent. And I might add that apropos that Kino Lava and myself were very involved in commemorating the seventh the, rather the 50th anniversary of a march on Washington which is this year, 2013. Mm-hmm. And in that connection, will be sh- the film will be shown hopefully all over the country in many places, as well as a shorter film of mine called Legacy of a Dream, mm-hmm. which we hope to have in schools all over the country, again, in connection with the 50th anniversary of March on Washington and the I Have a Dream speech. Well, I, in that, on that note, I would say that every school in America that's, that has a curriculum that includes any edu- any teaching on the civil rights movement of this uh, of this country definitely should have this film and should be shown uh, to school kids all well, over this country. Well, I can country. tell you this: that there are planning to have it available without cost it's... to every high school in the country. We've already gotten some support in terms of a grant for the Carnegie Corporation. Uh. We are in the process of hopefully getting additional support, but the plan is to make it available to every high school in the country without charge, along with a study guide which has been prepared. The film was made uh, in the mid-70s because there was need for a shorter film that dealt with the civil rights movement, uh, the other that could be used in schools because the... Film King runs three hours. It was just too long for for you to be readily used in the school in the classroom. So we made this film, which runs for 24 minutes. It has a narration, Mm -hmm. which the other film didn't. This has a narration by James Earl Jones, Mm -hmm. a very powerful narration, and uh, is will be in has been already to some extent will be hopefully in every school in the country. I hope. It should be. It should be. Well, I uh, I thank you so much for being here. Thank you for this remarkable film, King, a filmed record, Montgomery to Memphis. It is available at Kino Lorber. That's K-I-N-O-L-O-R-B-E-R.com. You can find out how to get a hold of it. Uh, and it is just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful film. Um, and I want to thank you so much, Richard Kaplan, the associate producer, and such an instrumental part of the production of this film uh, for being here on Film School today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. you take care. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. 
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 